0: Hello my beautiful hermits and welcome back to the Hermit Diaries. I'm Heather, your weirdo, introvert, alien, human thing, and this week's episode is called The Arts of Running from Love. It is currently 6.22pm. On March 21st, 2018, happy human rights to my fellow South Africans. And I am in bed once again, because it's a rainy day, and it's a public holiday, so I'm feeling lazy as fuck. And I've currently got on one of my favourite shows to hate watch, and that is The Foster, so if you hear any crying, but also eye-rolling, I do apologise. I'm sorry I haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, or uploaded. It's been quite, a say, difficult two weeks. Um, I'm trying to learn how to time manage, you know, um, doing two podcasts at once, plus studying, and plus, you know, having normal adult responsibilities by job searching and doing my errands. And still trying to keep up with social life, so (laughs) need to learn how to do that. Um, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heather MacReeds. And you are more than welcome to send me personal letters to my email address, which is HeatherMacReeds at gmail.com. So let's get right into it. We've all heard about unconditional love, right? This type of love... Is what you feel for your family. No matter how much you annoy each other, you still somehow love each other because you have this binding contract called life together. And unconditional love can also be expressed with pets. I don't know if you are as much of an animal person as I am, but I feel unconditional love for any animal, any pets. I mean, I always say that my cat is my favorite family member. But yeah, I really do love my cat so much. But I'm not gonna be talking about unconditional love today. I'm going to be talking about the disgusting, the heartbreaking, the sappy, poetry-inducing, raisins and chocolates kind of love. Romance. Do-do-do. Honestly? I have not yet been lucky in this department. I have never even been in love. I don't know what it is, whether it's my own anxieties, insecurities, um, or maybe the kind of energy I'm putting out there isn't attracting uh, my soulmates or the right kind of people I want to be with. Um, But I've never been in love and I've never been in a proper relationship for more than three months. And by proper, I mean (laughs) like that long-term commitment type of romance. My first relationship, or my first boyfriend, air quotes of a boyfriend, because I don't think this really counts. But we met on this chat app thing called Mixit. I'm sure I'm allowed to say the name. We met on Mixit and we were introduced by, by a friend of mine at that stage. Yeah, we had one date. We kissed and then continued our relationship on that chat app. So that's why I don't know if it really counts because it was more of a online relationship than you no know, spending time together um and you know i honestly think that at that age i just wanted to get my first kiss over and done with which is actually a hilarious story well to me anyways we decided to go see a movie it was 2007 and i really wanted to watch knocked up because the trailer looked so funny on tv And my date, let's call him Johnny Castle, tried to pull a move by picking a movie that he thought was bad, so that it would be easier to make out. So Johnny Castle picked Hairspray, the 2007 musical movie where John Travolta is in drag, Amanda Bynes sings, and Zac Efron looks sexy dressed up in 1950s clothing. So did Johnny Castle know that musical movies are my biggest pleasures in life? I also forgot to mention that I still had braces at this stage, and Johnny Castle didn't even buy me popcorn. That asshole. I'm just kidding. He was a gentleman. Halfway through the movie, he grabbed my hand, and at that moment, I knew. I knew what was about to happen. The kiss was okay. It was sweet. However, the movie did take me out of the moment as I kept on opening my eyes to glance at the big screen. We kissed a couple more times and when the movie ended, so did the last time I would see him in person. We texted a couple of times for two or three months and then we decided to end it. Okay, so let's jump into, I think it was uh, a year and a half Into the future, when I was 15, I met my first proper boyfriend. Let's call him, hmm. let's call him Freddie Mercury, yes, let's let's stick with the theme of fictional characters and actors, or singers, or any other celebrity. (laughs) Now Freddie Mercury was a really sweet guy. We did a little bit of ballroom dancing together. And although him being Afrikaans, he just wanted to sockey the whole time. I would say we were very compatible. Lots of chemistry between us. But him being 18 and wanting to party the whole time. And me being 15 and wanting to play Sims and watch Desperate Housewives the whole time. Did not end up working out since he wanted me to change and become a party person. And young girls, if you are listening to this, you should never want or if a guy asks you to change for him, don't do it. It really is a red flag. You need to be yourself and someone needs to fall in love with who you really are. You don't need to please everyone. Yeah, so... Freddie Mercury and I parted ways. The next major male figure in my life was my biggest crush. Let's call him... hmm, Let's call him... Ronan Keating. Since he's also a... a um, musician. Now, he was my Ronan Keaton was my biggest crush in high school when I was 17. Uh, let's just say I'm super attracted to musicians and I got drunk for the first time and told him that I was in love with him. We made out once after high school, a moment I had only dreamed about when I was 17. Again, also drunk. <laughs> One of the many reasons why I don't drink anymore. But I felt nothing, and it felt awkward. We were good friends at the time. I felt I could really open up to him. He felt like a... But that was it. He felt like a friend, like a younger brother. There was no spark there, and I had the feeling that we... have never done well so I ended it and well we weren't really together we were just making out most of the time but yeah um, I miss our friendship a lot but yeah we would have been very bad for each other that's what you get for putting a Cancerian with a Sagittarius. It never works out. The fourth guy was probably the weirdest one out of the bunch. And I'm going to call him Jacques Cousteau. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of Jacques Cousteau. But let's call him Jacques Cousteau. And yeah, I'm very sorry if this hurts your feelings Jacques Cousteau, but you were... A weird fucking dude really pain in the butt I was 19 and he was 21 that's a normal age um, we went on a couple of dates he was sweet I guess I like the fact that he had his own car his own license and that he worked but one of the other red flags is that he had no ambition. I mean, he hated his job. He worked in a Thai factory. And when I asked him, well, what's, what do you want to do? And he said something along the lines of computing. Um, so I said, oh, well, great, you need to got a couple of courses on short courses on IT and computing and all that jazz. And he just said, no. You know what, that's going to distract me from playing video games until 3 o'clock in the morning. So I just thought, okay, you know what, fine. But here are some other red flags. He would try to force feed me meat. I am a vegetarian and I really don't mind um, the idea of dating a meat eater. But you can't force feed someone to eat something they don't want to eat. Especially <clears throat> trying to force feed a vegetarian meat. It's a violation of ethics, I really believe. And uh, it just made me so uncomfortable. Um, he also tried to convince me to take days off of work so that we could spend time together. This was also at the stage where I was studying two certificates and working three jobs. So there was no ways I could take just take days of work and just, you know, <laughs> just say I was sick when I really wasn't. And one of the major things, the, the actual cherry on the cake that made me decide, no, this relationship needs to end because it's going to end up abusive. And he insisted on smoking in the car when he knew I was asthmatic. And then he would laugh when I would start coughing. I don't know if he thought I was faking it. But dude, seriously? You smoking in a very confined vehicle and your girlfriend's asthmatic. You do not light a fucking cigarette. I'm sorry. So, that one was done. Yeah. Then the fifth and final guy... Let's call him. Another J name. Hmm. Let's call him Jason Mraz because he was quite sweet, but there was something that was also a bit of a red flag to me. But let's call him Jason Mraz. This won't ruin Jason Mraz for me. Jason Mraz only came four years later, last year to be exact. Our meet-cute was definitely a dream come true. I was busy volunteering on a Saturday at a local charity shop, one of my favourite places in the world. And he was looking for To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. He was even into art. I mean, (laughs) this is the guy I've only dreamed of. You know a guy's walking into a bookshop asking for a book and he clumsily exits which he did he walked into a wall <laughs> behind him after he asked for my number and yeah but then we had our first date which was actually a really cute first date it was uh, we went for a walk in the botanical gardens and He was very sweet, one of the sweetest guys I've ever dated. But, on the first date, he told me something that I just couldn't shake off, and it really bothered me, and these are my opinions, so keep an open mind. But he told me something, yeah, when when we were talking about our past jobs, And future ambitions he said that his favorite job was when he used to work as a used to work on a duck farm now this is not a dreamy kind of duck farm where there is green grass and a huge pond this is a duck farm where the ducks are kept in cages in dark rooms and they are (laughs) prepped and injected for slaughter. As a vegetarian, one of my nightmares. I won't go into a whole lot of detail explaining why that troubled me so much, but it did. And I ended it after we had our first kiss, which was two days later, on the beach, in the dark. I was... (laughs) That was another thing. I was scared and he didn't pick up on that, that I felt uncomfortable, so I just um, dealt with the fact that this wouldn't work out either. So yeah, those are all all the guys, the major guys I've dated. I've had other crushes of course, but they would never go anywhere, even one time I had a crush on this guy at the gym I was at and he sent me a voice note the one time and luckily <laughs> he sent me the voice notes when i was at lunch with my dad and luckily i didn't play it aloud when my dad was around because he was saying <laughs> things that he him uh, because he went to another gym when there were new managements and he said in the voice note that he misses me and my lovely bum <laughs> which I thought it was cute, but then I think it was a week later, I saw he got a girl pregnant and ended up marrying her. So, you know what? I'm glad I dodged that bullet. Really hot guy though. I mean, wow. Portuguese God. Now, you may be thinking, wow, Heather, these aren't real reasons to break up with someone. You're just being very fussy. Well, Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. All I know is that I hate confrontation. So sometimes it is easier for me to end it than to talk it out. I... But you know, I also have a couple of insecurities, I think. I mean... (laughs) I'm fucking 24 years old, and I'm still living with my parents. I mean, that, that doesn't scream dating material. I mean, I can't just, not that I want to sleep with every guy I meet, but, you know, I can't bring guys home. I can't just be myself around them. And also, my younger sister is so much more beautiful than me. And guys always notice her first because she's skinny she dresses classy and she wears makeup and guys like that they they love that travel wife thing and i have no idea why because they're not even giving me a chance i mean okay maybe they think i'm young i mean i've been told that i still look as if i'm 17 18 years old you know that's fine i can understand but geez give me a chance Um, maybe I keep on breaking up with these guys or ending it with these guys because I'm scared of getting my heart broken. So it's always easier for me to end it because then it's protecting my heart. But then I'm not, I'm also not taking their feelings into consideration. And, you know, that, that is selfish. And the whole reason... For me doing this three part series is to tap into these insecurities. When it comes to love and dating, it's very hard for introverts to to meet people. I, and I do more than anything want to find that special someone for me. Someone that is loving and supportive. So I just hope that one day I do find this person. I, I'm not needy about it. I'm not desperate, but you know I, I do get lonely, and I feel like I need that that soulmate. So for the next episode in the series, we're gonna do I'm gonna do something a little bit more fun, and I'm going to do another online quiz episode. And these ones are going to focus on me, um, uh, quote unquote, finding my soulmates. I just thought that these would be fun and to laugh at and just see Mm. where they think I'll end up. These quizzes that are meant to have um, personality meaning behind them. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a bit of a short one. But yeah, I've got some exciting ones coming up, so stay tuned. And I hope that you have a lovely week. Bye-bye.